Hello and welcome to the podcast, Out of Five Stars, a weekly book review podcast. We're your hosts, Jess and Jess. I, of course, am the Jess in the Pacific Northwest, joined with my other Jess. The Jess over here in Louisville, Kentucky. Each week, we're sitting down virtually with a nice drink, and we're talking about bookish stuff. Books, TVs about books, everything about, well, most things about books. We go off topic sometimes, which is fine. Book-ish. Ish. That's what the ish is for. Yes. Today on the podcast, we're going to be discussing Less, the satirical comedy novel by American author Andrew Sean Greer. Originally published in 2017, it was the winner of the Pulitzer. That was a joke in the book. They told us how to announce that. We'll talk about that later. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, it's a pretty good short read for those who enjoy like a tragic comedy story of life's expectations, travel books, and non-conventional romance. Right. And it gets a, I mean, it came out in 2017, so it's, it's been a while. Um, it gets a 3.67 yes. stars on Goodreads, and it's been on like the New York Times bestseller back in 2017, um, along with winning the Pulitzer prize um and this was a pnw jess pick right because yes. your chris yes. bought it for you it, yes my chris bought it for me he for christmas um he kind of like scours the internet and then like looks at reviews of what people say about books and that's how he picks books to find for me um so yeah he totally picked this one up for me and i'm glad he did i'm glad we read this one because it Ended up being our second, like, male-written novel. Oh, yeah, Which yeah. is mm-hmm. a thing for us. We just never picked those. Which the first one was trash. Yes. It Well, I mean, I thought it was funny. It was trash. But I can see where it was trash for a lot of people. So, anywho, uh, yeah, 3.67 on Goodreads seems pretty low for a, a Pulitzer Prize. To me, I have no idea. I don't go seeking out, like, prize-winning books, but... That just kind of, um, that was intriguing to me right away. So, anywho, before we get started, what are we drinking? Jess, what are you drinking? I see you have a fancy cup with some fancy stuff in it. So, I never do this. I never do this, okay? She never does it. But. Never. It's, I was feeling kind of hot. So, I, and I wanted some wine. So, what the fuck did I do? I put ice in my stupid wine glass. Because it wasn't chilled before. And that's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking Pinot Grigio with yeah. fucking ice cubes. I'm right not, on. I, I mean, I know people do that. They put ice mm-hmm. in their wine. I'm Heard not that person. But today I am. Have you ever frozen is, grapes and then put that into your wine? Because then when, the, I you have know, frozen, when, they, when they like yeah. unfreeze, they're just like a fun snack in the bottom of your wine. I've glass. frozen grapes before and I don't, I don't like frozen grapes. Oh, okay. I kind of like a frozen grape. I like the texture. I don't I don't know why. I'm just weird. I'm not one of those like, oh, it's candy. Mm-mm. Oh, it's definitely not candy. No. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm just drinking some juice. I'm still like taking some time off, taking a breather from drinking right now. Um, I just got some some pineapple juice and I mixed it with some plain soda water. Vodka. Oh. So oh, it feels poop. like a drink. It feels like some- <laughs> it's like a that's like people who who 
eat frozen grapes and I'm like, oh, it's candy. And I'm drinking this. I'm like, oh, it's alcohol. But no, no, honey. No. I know. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. But I don't, it's, it's probably good. I'm not drinking it right now. Anyways, I just got the first dose of my vaccine. And uh, so I already got that Amazon chip inside me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get vaccinated, people. It's important. Okay. Yes. Thank you. It was super easy peasy. Anywho, I don't think we have any corrections. Let's hop into this book. Okay. So first things first, I want to ask you, judge a book by its cover. This should be a new segment. And I wanted to do this like on the cuff with you. What do you think about the cover? Take away its little like shiny prize on the cover. What do you think of the cover? So were you intrigued? For the listener, the cover is of this man falling down with like papers falling. Unless you hold it upside down. Then he's just hunched over. Yes. I'm just kidding. Yes. I thought it was pretty unique, mm-hmm. the cover. I was like, okay, this is going to be a good story. Um, but aside from the cover, I felt that the title was pretty misleading. I was thinking like, okay, less it's about like having, like doing less stuff in your life. Starting and the new about, life. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this man's okay. name is, is less. That's his yeah. last name. I was like, okay, yeah. that's kind of misleading, but whatever. I mm-hmm. I was I was fine with it. I actually was really confused at the beginning because I listened to this book instead of reading it and I was like less 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 what is it? Oh, that's the man's name. Ah, yeah. I gotcha now. Yeah. Right? Right. So, yes, this the story follows Arthur Less, okay? And I know I'm going to get this flip-flopped and I don't know if he did this on purpose, but there's a lot of similarities between our main character. Oh, I loved the cover, by the way. Thanks for asking. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Arthur oh. Less, the character, and then Andrew Sean Greer, the writer. Okay, so first things first. So I didn't look into like, the writer. I didn't either, but they're both, okay. They're both writers. It's a book about a writer. This guy's a writer. Yeah. And they're both kind of at this that same age. Uh, main theme of this is like, you know, growing older. Um, Les is 49 throughout the majority of the novel, turning 50, and he has a lot of anxiety around aging. So that's a just main theme in this. Um, Andrew Greer, I think he's maybe around that age. I just saw a picture of him and I was like, okay, he could probably be mm-hmm. around that age. I yeah. don't know. It's hard to tell. He's also a gay man. Um, Les is a gay man. This is uh, a, another one of Which those novels that, where we can follow a like unique character that we don't normally get to. That in and of itself was very intriguing because I, you know, at the beginning he's talking about like meeting this woman and I was like, yes. okay, whatever. And then it gets into the relationship that he's had with past lovers and they're male. And I was like, oh, okay. Like at first it didn't tell you like Arthur Less is a gay man. No, it kind of just like no. snuck it in. And yes, it did. I appreciated this because he had like spent his whole life being gay instead mm-hmm. of just like discovering it all of a sudden. You know, in a lot of books, it's like, oh, I, yes. I realized that I'm gay and let me explore these relationships. And with this one, it's like he spent no, he his knew. whole life he knew and who he's he had was. multiple lovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, right. I like that part of the story. Yep. Um, but just a basic, like, I don't even know this, this actual writer, Andrew uh, Greer, but 
you know, you read the back cover. He lives in San Francisco. There's just so many similarities between the main character and him. And then the fact mm-hmm. that, like, uh, Les in the story, you know, is kind of failing at his career at this point or not or just like not going up on an upward trend. So uh, Les at this point of his life is, you know, chasing this book that he's trying to write and his um, publisher mm-hmm. isn't too happy about it. He had a lot of success with a previous book that was a retelling of the the Odyssey book story. Um, so I just thought it was kind of ironic, you know, cue Alanis Morissette that Andrew Greer won a Pulitzer for this book about a story about you know, it's just so meta. There was so much a like strug- within a struggling within author. Itself. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, you know, a story within itself because Les is writing a story, which is very similar to the story of Les himself, which is very similar, at least on my surface level knowledge of the writer of this book, Greer, just very meta, which I wanted to touch on. And I thought, I, you know, it's funny because it was, this book is yeah, funny. It it's a comedy. So. I got on. Yeah, it was. So last book, I straight up told you that I hated it. Yeah. I this know. book Are was a little bit out of it already. Interesting. No, I'm just I'm just going like I, I didn't know what to make of it. I think like I messaged you and I said, this is this is a little bit confusing. Um, the style of writing is different mm-hmm. than other books that we have reviewed and read on the podcast where. Yeah. We are hearing from a narrator talking about somebody Who's else's a life. A secret and usually narrator. It's like, narrator. The yes, whole time. until the, until the end. end. And usually it's like, oh, I this, I feel this, I feel that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, Les was feeling this. He was going through all of these. And right. I once met him and we're like, who who is this person narrating his story? Right? The, the narrator definitely intrigued me the entire time that like hooked me on the story because I agreed with you the first chapter I was so confused I was like very lost in that first chapter Mm -hmm. but the fact that we had this mystery narrator made me continue and I 100% also agree with you Jess like it was the writing style is something that I'm not used to also. So it was harder to get used to and kind of follow what the story was happening. And I have a feeling, I have a sneaky feeling that there are just so, there's a lot of symbolism in this book that Mm -hmm. I think at a, you could take it and read it as a surface level, like gay eat, pray, love story, or you could reread it a couple times that's a good way and to maybe put it. find that like secret symbolism things that's going on and decode it. So I would actually say, and I haven't said this yet, actually maybe except for our first episode when we did the Twilight story, I would reread this book because I felt I felt like there was a lot going on in just that first read that I lots of stuff that you missed. That you might have missed. missed. Yeah. Um yeah. so the story is about this guy like what you said, I think that described it perfectly. The gay eat, pray, love. That mm-hmm. was amazing. He's turning this age. His ex-lover is getting married. And so he decided, and he got invited to the wedding. So instead of going yep. and being ridiculed, he decides to take all of these run events away that he'd and- been invited to and run yep. away to like all around the world. He goes to Mexico, to Germany, Italy, India, France, Morocco, um, Morocco. And just Japan. does all of these things in order to avoid Japan, in order mm-hmm. to avoid going to his ex-lover's wedding, 
Um, Which is and he just a funny premise. It's just himself. a goofy little funny story start out. You know, it's yeah. very tragic funny. And it's also, it's not like a comedy, like LOL, ha 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 comedy. It's very much a subtle, if you think Seinfeld is funny, you're going to kind of like this thing. You know, it's, it's not in your face funny, but it is a funny story. What else um, I think we touched on is the writing style is difficult, but through that, you can really tell that uh, Andrew Greer is a amazing writer. There were so many things that I ended up highlighting in the book that I was like, oh man, that's poetry because it is a story about love, romance, like what is love? Like what is this soulmate thing? Um, and through the story, there was just so many little tidbits that I was like, "Ooh, I'll highlight that." That's that's, yeah, no, you know, yeah, no, so many I, I completely agree. I was like, oh, I like that. It was, um, I think, if you are not somebody that's in a good headspace about yourself, I think this would be a really hard read because it was this man like being like, "Oh, why would I ever like win a prize, or why would ever anybody ever like." read my books or just bringing himself down like in such low self-esteem that I think if you if you weren't really I guess a happy-ish person or or if you were in a terrible bad place in your mental health this isn't a book for you to read at the moment until you got a little bit better because it was kind of depressing right yeah it's a it's a trap well yeah it's a it's a tragic comedy it's a life about a guy who's just you know failing at this and that he's a permanent man child like never committed to his first love robert never committed to his second love who ends up getting married um he's a, he's a man child he takes any drug that's offered him he doesn't know how to say no he has extreme fomo like oh my god i i was reading the part when he was i think it, it was in Germany and he had like two or three hours before a flight and he had an opportunity to maybe hear some gossip about Freddie, his ex who was getting married. So he decides to go to a dinner party just a few hours before his plane oh, he ride. He was in France. Yeah. Oh, France. France Paris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so he's just got the ultimate FOMO. He's a big man child. He has a fear of commitment does whatever drug is given to him because he just doesn't want to miss out on that opportunity or can't say no or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I see where you're going with that. Enough. Mm -hmm. But he, yeah, he just kind of rolls with whatever because he is afraid of everything. He's kind of afraid of commitment and then, you know, is never fully wanting to make any big statement or remark and people call him out for it later on where they're like man you're writing about these gay men i don't feel bad yes. for them you know like i don't yeah. feel bad for this white gay man living in the united states like you need to make a statement you're not making any statement for the gay community and he was like oh i didn't know people actually thought about it that way like thank god someone finally he wasn't being a good my gay face. ally mm -hmm. right so yeah yeah, I could see where if you're not in a perfect state of mind uh, and you do kind of get low on yourself that way, you wouldn't want to read it right now. That being said, it is a perfect quarantine novel because 
his writing and description of travel and the places mm-hmm. that of he traveling. goes is amazing. You know, when you're just like somewhere new and you meet a random person and end up talking to them for like four hours because you're like in a different headspace when you travel, he gets that mm-hmm. across really, really well. So I was like, he's writing style of places is pretty good. And out of the places that he went to, I've only been to two of them on the list. And I was like, which ones yeah, did you go cool. to? I've been to Mexico and I've been to Paris. Yeah. Out of the list okay. that he went nice. to. I've been to, well, yes, Mexico. I've been to Morocco, France, Ooh. and Italy. But that was because I studied mm-hmm. abroad. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, ooh, like I want to, I want to go back. Like, I want to go on a trip now. You were totally right. I felt yeah. so sorry. Like throughout the entire book, I was feeling so sorry for him. He felt sorry for himself, and I'm just like, I'm there with you, buddy. You're Rubs just off. a miserable mm-hmm. bastard. Just mm-hmm. pick yourself up and keep going. And it's hard to say that to like somebody, a fictional character, because. Um, I struggle with depression a lot and I sometimes like somebody says that to me I'm like it's not that easy it's yeah not that easy to just pick yourself up and be better you're like oh right? really I should just be happy okay fine yeah if it was so easy but I also I don't think less struggles with depression I think he's just kind of at that midlife crisis I think that's the like point that was I mean maybe he does struggle with some uh anxiety or depression or something like that but for what I read into it was more of like it's his his midlife crisis or what he perceives to be his midlife crisis because over and over again he's like I'm 49 I'm not 50 yet because people kept writing his age up wrong yeah I think that was more of the thing was like I'm 50 and I was surrounded by the great poets of my generation and what do I have to show for it like an ex-lover who's getting married so yeah that's where I went with it yeah a younger ex-lover at that yes the younger ex-lover um so since we're talking about the younger ex-lover were you surprised by who the narrator was let's jump to that because the whole book is narrated by someone and we find out at the end. I was very the last intrigued. Chapter, we find it out. Yeah. I was very intrigued by it. And um, at first, I, I didn't really know. I was like, okay, this, okay, that. And then towards the end, I was getting those vibes like, oh, I think I think I know who it is. Like, I think I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not surprised too much about who the narrator was being spoiler alert it was his young lover who got married I was totally surprised by what happened during his honeymoon like Mm -hmm. that that was just like because this man is also sad yeah go on yeah well okay so there was a a big kind of wink wink joke at the end where we finally find out because People were like talking little tidbits about it to him on his trip around the world. Yeah. About, did you exactly. hear what happened? Oh my god! And then he never hears. And he wanted what to avoid happened. it the whole time. He did, but then I think towards the end, when he was in Paris and he was going to be able to talk to someone he knew about what happened at the honeymoon or whatever, he was like, "Okay, I'll go to this dinner. I want. I need to find out, kind of thing." So we find out mm-hmm. that um, Freddie 
locked himself. Was it in the bathroom or something? I don't know. He, but just, he locked he himself just, in a uh, closet or room or something. Um, the night before was, his wedding. Yeah. Which I think it was really, you know, this was like one of those big jokes. That's not like in your face, laugh out loud, but it's like kind of funny. When Les is in Japan, his last trip, his last stop on this trip, he goes to this restaurant and they have like those sliding doors, you know, and he mm-hmm. gets yeah. locked in a like small little restaurant room by himself. And it's just like, I don't know. It It's goofy on a level that's, you know, smart. Yeah. It's a smart, funny joke at the end. And I was like, oh, that's, that's funny. I chuckled at that out loud. Yeah, yeah it was kind of cute. You know, it could definitely, I see that happening in like a romantic comedy if this were to become a movie. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So. Um. So, but he does end up getting married. He says, yes, like, yes. I'm good. Let's go. And let's go on our honeymoon. And the day, the first day of the honeymoon, they're, the husband's like, I don't think we should have gotten married. Or Freddie says he he doesn't think that they should have mm-hmm. gotten married. And the husband's like, yeah, I don't think so either. We'll, we'll get annulled or what, uh, an annulment. Um, yep. And he, he flies home, which is ridiculous. Like, why would you, Why? Why would On you a honeymoon? Get yeah. Okay. It, that's just another <laughs> one of those like okay, over the top funny things about this. Book. It was very much dry humor because to mm-hmm. me, I was just like, okay, well, there you go. That's that's what go. happened. And he ends up flying home and meeting Les. Uh huh. And Les is like, oh, like hello, what are you doing here? Less I didn't last. really like how it how it like ended. I feel like I wanted like a little epilogue at the end, telling mm-hmm. me what a month later or a year later, and then being yeah. Does Les get over his happier and his mm-hmm. and his book having been written because he was mm-hmm. rewriting a book while he was traveling, and I wanted a little bit more insight into everything. So yeah, my think about my it? big qualm. Was I I liked the ending. It was very cute, but I agree. I wanted uh more closure because Les was kind of just not very he wasn't a very good boyfriend to Freddie, you know, when Freddie was like, Oh, I want to go to Tahini or something, and he's like, Cool, you should. This place is better though. You know, he always kind of shrugged off his his young lover. Because he was a young lover, and that's how he was treated with Robert. So he like mm-hmm. react like reacted the same way when he was put in that position. And I kind of I, I would have liked to see Les turn it around, be a great boyfriend or a husband if they ended up like doing that route, which you know what you would think is what they would do if they decided that you know. Freddie didn't want to marry that guy. He was coming back for less. That that's where it would go, right? So I agree. I would have yeah. liked that, and then I would have liked to see, you know, the closure with the novel too. Like his his character Swift. How did he end up changing? And um, because he ended up rewriting his book eventually. Um, yeah. To be a better gay mod role model or Ally. whatever for yeah for the. Yeah, for the folks who were telling him, "Hey, your character sucks, and no one cares about him." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. 
So we talked about it a little bit, but there is a lot of symbolism in the book. Some of it I picked up on. I know I did not pick up on a lot of it. And um, some of it was easily decoded and some of it was not. And one thing when I was reading, I just couldn't figure out, like he kept mentioning the whole time, but I have no idea what this meant or why it was brought up. Maybe it didn't mean anything. But when he was in, I think, Germany teaching, um, mm-hmm. everyone around him got sick. Like the, the students yeah. got sick, mm-hmm. uh, people, you know, that he taught with got His sick lover and stuff like that. At the time. Right. Everyone was getting sick. And I was like, I don't understand what this means. Why is this here? I thought it was hilarious that his German was awful and how they wrote it, in, how, how uh, Greer wrote it in the book was really funny because um, it looks like a child speaking because obviously it's written in English, but he'll it'll be stated like translated from German. And it's like. Yeah. Broken up, choppy. It's like if I tried to speak a different language, it was just really goofy. Right. Um, but I had no idea what, what that meant. Like, why was everyone getting sick? Do you have any idea or or did that no, like stick out to no. you that you were like, it did. Why it is did. This I'm here? like, what? Why? Mm-hmm, exactly. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to think if he maybe, I mean, I don't know. I noticed that everybody was getting sick and I thought that was really weird. I wish they would have given some sort of explanation or maybe they did and we just didn't catch it yeah i'm sure i'm sure there is an explanation in there that i didn't catch because outside of everyone just getting physically sick here in this portion of the book his like people who are close to him uh robert and then robert's wife which is a very interesting dynamic of a relationship there with the the love triangle ex-wife uh, ex-wife ex-wife but she's still takes care of him or something i, I have no idea um mm-hmm. she breaks a hip then he has a heart attack or a stroke or something like that and it a all stroke, is happening yeah. at the same time when he's like and then he less breaks something with his foot he has an accident with his foot that he has to get put yeah. his cast on it was all just little weird things and i was like what is going on why is everyone getting injured right now i don't remember Mm -hmm. this and eat pray love no i'm just kidding um okay so i'm glad i wasn't the only one who just was confused by that like why are we all getting hurt here yeah um yeah i don't know so what'd you think should we go to what you think or should i because i do have another question tell me give me the next question and then we'll rate it Okay, my next With question what are, is, what if it was going to be made into a movie, would you want to see it? And do you have any ideas of who would play anyone in this movie? I probably would not want to see it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Maybe. I can't say I probably, I won't. It just, it depends on how it's marketed to me. Mm-hmm. That's That's like a big thing. Um, no idea who would, I feel like Freddie would be this like young Mexican actor. Yeah. With, some like, hottie. cool hair yeah. or something. Yeah. Skinny, some like really cool, kind of like greaser hair. Cause he's mm-hmm. also a teacher. Um, yeah. Glasses, less, sharp looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Less, I don't, I don't know who would play him. Carlos would be played by, um, un- Mexican actor or like a Hispanic actor with a little pot belly and a mustache in my head. <laughs> okay, so I I would definitely watch it if it was a movie because I think that would hopefully help me pick up on more things 
subtle little uh, symbolism things that I missed out on. John Melkovich, for less. Look him up. I think I hit the nail on the head with that one. And then, you know, there's a lot of flashbacks in this movie. Or, yes, well, in this book. But in the movie, there would be a lot of flashbacks, too, because he, like, reminisces on past things in his relationship with Robert. I see John Cusack as, like, the flashback Robert, you know, when Robert's, like, the, the older daddy in the relationship. So John Cusack. But that being said, if you have John Cusack, then you need Joan Cusack. And I think it would be hilarious if Joan Cusack played John Cusack's wife or ex-wife. Anyways, it's my two cents. I think it would be a fun movie. Am I right? Yeah. You're I looking think the, at the pictures. The traveling, the traveling would definitely be a huge, a huge plus. I like I like most movies where they show different countries because I like to travel. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. so yeah. Do you want me to rate it first or do you want to rate it first? I have my writing written down. So, you know, I'm not fibbing about changing my thing. So why don't you say it and then I'll, I'll flip mine around and you can see mine. I'll say well, it out okay. loud, obviously for, for um, thoughts, thoughts on this book. Um, it wasn't my favorite book, Okay, but it also it. wasn't the subtle art of Maki Munafak. Like I not that. detested that book. I know. I this book was kind of boring to okay. me. Maybe maybe it was because I listened to it. It was the narrator was no no. It was it, to me it was kind of boring. Um, I did. It didn't have like um. There was no point to it in my head, like. There was okay. He goes through this journey, and it's basically about life. There wasn't really much character development to him. He just hated himself the entire time. Um, I feel like he kind of almost didn't deserve Freddie. Mm-hmm. You know, there was yes, there were flashbacks to their relationship, but it was always him not being that good and him being like a jerk to Freddie. Yeah, yeah. If there was an epilogue, he it would have maybe come like made a comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't my favorite book. I didn't detest it. I, I mean, I read it. I was, when I was having to go and like actually listen to it, I wasn't like super excited. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to press play. It was kind of like a chore kind of yeah, thing. Okay. Um, yeah. but, and I wouldn't read it again and I probably wouldn't recommend it to somebody. Um, I would give it two stars. It just, it was okay. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I give what it. What about you? I can't read your screen. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not fibbing. I'm not changing my answer. Three point five stars. Um, and I kind of am rating. I'm rating it three point five, and solely based on so my first read, I thought was funny. It entertained me. Um, I it wasn't like a pickup. As a chore, I actually only picked it up three times. I read it in like three sittings. So that also might change my reason why I rated it. It didn't like take me very long because I did read the physical copy of it. And it was funny. The travel scenes were exactly what I needed right now. I loved being like pretending that I was just following this weird, pathetic writer on his e pray love journey around the world. Um, 
And I think if I gave it another read, which I probably will, I'm going to keep it. Um, normally, I like donate my books afterwards. I think and I would hope that I'm an intelligent enough writer that my second read, I would pick up on more of those nuances and those little meaningful tidbits. And I think it would go to a four. But right now, at my first read, basic girl read, 3.5. There was a lot of things I didn't get. There was a lot of character development, like you're saying, that I wanted, that I missed out on. I want him to be the, you know, you know, there's this one point when I think he's in Morocco and he's talking to this gal who's, it's also her birthday and she's going crazy, wild girl times. Yeah. And, and they're talking about love, like what is love? And I really liked that section of the book because I feel like it was awakening something for him. And I think if we would have gotten more of that interaction between Freddie and Les post them connecting again, hopefully he would have made those correct changes in his life and seen like what Robert did to him influenced him in this relationship. And he doesn't need to be that in this relationship. He needs to be his own hero. <laughs> You know, because I guess, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I was going to say, um, I know we mentioned earlier the way that it was written, the narrator. Um, Another big thing that kind of like threw me off to me not liking it as much is I had very much untamed vibes where we're talking about one thing and all of a sudden it's like jumps to something else. To like way, way back when. And I'm like, oh, wait, when when was this? Like when did like in relation to time? Because like I like mm-hmm. stuff in chronological order. Um, and there wasn't like this big separation. Like he, he was thinking back to when no, it was just like it jumps back. And I'm like, okay, yeah. where are we in time? Is he with Robert? Is he single? Is he with Freddie? Like, is this when he was barely meeting Freddie, or were they dating already for a while? So like I will that. say in the reading, the physical copy, those were confusing to me, but it was a little bit easier to see when that was happening because of how uh, the paragraphs were structured. So it was very easy for me to pick up. Okay, so there was a good flash back when he was in Mexico. I'm trying to find it off the top of my head. I can't find it. But basically, so they're like, um, his tour guide was like, oh, have you ever been to Mexico before and he yeah. responds no and then it's a flashback and I can tell reading it it's so a flashback because mm-hmm. of how it was uh structured and it flashes back to the time that him and Robert went and the flashbacks in this book normally I'm I'm with you I'm like stay chronological but the flashbacks in this book do follow a reason like there's a, a memory being peaked in the present that brings him back to that specific memory in the past so it's not like it's not untamed floppy for me it's a structured flop back and then come right back to that same point in the story we're not like the timeline isn't crazy on this one I don't think you know there was a lot of points in the book where we are reading and it's like I think it was when he was winning the award in Italy and he's like, oh, I won. And he like goes, but then it flashes to the next place that he's going to. And I'm like, wait, I, I'm not done being in this scene. Like we're still mm-hmm. here. I don't want to leave. I want to know like what he says and like his reaction 
to like winning this award. Um, and there was a lot of times in throughout the book where it's like, oh, he enters this coffee shop and and then it's like five months later and we don't know what happened. I'm like, no, I want to know. Like, don't just leave me in the dark. I want to know You'll a little bit more. You'll have to pick that up with, uh, with Freddie. He was the narrator. Fucking <laughs> Freddie. Um, yeah, so 3.5 for me on my first reading. I would read it again. I would recommend it to certain people. I think I've got some friends that would like this type of story, especially because, I mean, books... Books focusing on a on a gay man who's like older don't happen very frequently, and they touch on that in yes. the book because he's writing about a gay older man, and it's like talking about how gay men over fifty just hardly exist, you know. And mm-hmm. I think, especially in pop culture and media, like yeah, people you uh, the regular you know I'm. You know, the regular people who aren't going out there to find, you know, gay culture don't really see gay men over 50. I mean, Anderson Cooper, I think, is like the only one I can think of, like an older gay man that like you really see without having to go look for them, you know? So, yeah, um, yeah, I thought that was nice. I liked having that representation and I liked the subtle funniness of it. It was, it was cute. It was funny. Made me chuckle. I feel like if... I'll have to read it again, though. I feel like... For this book, I said I wouldn't recommend it to people. And I guess maybe I would if they were one of those, like, intellectual kind of readers that enjoyed this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. If you are, Being like, challenged a reading, little. Yeah. If you're new to reading and you just have never picked up a book or have it in a while and you can't get into it don't this isn't the book for you you want like a fun and easy fast read and this this will make you not want to read just keep this yeah. one for later when you're a little I agree. seasoned <laughs> yeah I agree it is it's not like Romeo Shakespeare writing right it's it's not like that kind of difficult yeah. it's just there's so many nuances throughout and it is a. Uh, you know, I can tell it's an award-winning book. I feel like this would be written. a good high school read. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. It seems or like college, a book to be assigned. Like mm-hmm. Yep, it'd be it'd be an assigned book. You'd have to read, and then you'd have to write papers on. You know the <laughs> the meta nature of the the write the writer and the writer, and then the character and the character and the character. You know, they're all the same. Anyways, so cool. All right, well. Wasn't your favorite, but that's fine. That's okay. But it wasn't my least favorite. That's true. That's very, very true. All right, cool. So we are going to do bad reviews again because I like them and it's it's fun. <laughs> bad, um, bad, bad, bad reviews, reviews that make you feel good. Yeah. Okay. So I, I pulled out a couple. Jess, which one do you want to read for us? I will read the long one. Okay, okay. Just- so this, yeah, I'll I'll read the short, the short and sweet one. Alex rated it, did not like it. He rated it one star. Um, after five quit, after five pages, I quit. Boring, 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 superficial, 
no real plan or story, complicated writing, wanting to be smart. Ooh, I don't Alex, disagree with you, you're Alex, just not but, smart enough. <laughs> but you should have at least gone to the first chapter. I always say, finish one chapter, right? Like, you can't just give up after five pages. At least finish the first chapter. Then you can make yeah. your do not finish call on it. That's my general rule. Yeah. I don't think Alex would have liked it anyways after five pages. You need you need to really be in there. And also this book wasn't like, here's one page. It was like, here's a whole section of my story. And mm-hmm. it's probably like 150 pages of it. I don't know how, how long, how many um, pages is the book? Is the physical um, book? 261. Okay, so maybe like so it's a short pages. book, but the chapters are long. Yeah, the chapters are, yeah, so are very chunky. I'm trying to see when does Mexico? Mexico is the second chapter, and that starts on page oh god, page forty three. So the first chapter is forty three pages. It's yeah, funny though. So Alex had a while. Alex, ago. give it another shot, maybe, buddy. Okay, your turn. Okay, so this next one is from Alvin, and I'm assuming he rated it also one star. Yeah, one star. It didn't copy over. Sorry. So he says, less contains a few chuckles, a few chuckle-worthy moments, and even a few, I don't know that word. What the fuck is that word? Per, 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 insights. True. Right? I don't know either. Precarious? I'm looking it up. Keep going. English is not my first language, people. Um, yet by presenting the mild inconveniences and romantic. Okay, Alvin, I don't know why you rated this one star, man. Like these are big words. Roman- romantic foible. He read it because it was a Pul- Pulitzer. <laughs> he was like, I only read a Pulitzer Prize novel winning novel. Winning novels. <laughs> okay, uh, she's not joking. This is a very difficult one. Of a healthy, successful writer on a world tour. On a world tour as actual problems, it manages to sound whiny. Yeah, I kind of did manage to sound whiny. I have nothing against escapism, but less takes place in a world so completely and utterly birthed of suffering. <laughs> it seemed to have concocted, seemed to have been concocted by the people who designed credit card ads for television. That was you should have read that one. Oh my god, that's that was terrible. I was, like, I was like, Jessica, why do you want to read that one? I would have difficulty reading that one. Okay, Elvin, you're too smart for us. These words are crazy. And I just went on to Google to figure out how to pronounce that first one you had an issue with. Perspicacious, meaning perspicacious. A, yeah, perspicacious. Having a ready insight into understanding of things. So that's that's Alvin and his could have just said insights he could have just said insights he did I know he could have just taken out perspicacious oh god really I picked this one because I thought it was funny when he said you know it was like a person who designs a credit card ad for tv yeah yeah (laughs) because I kind of see where he's going with that with like okay let's just jet set to Mexico then Germany then Morocco and you like 
meet a couple goofy characters and you could just see them like, you know, all these like beautiful characters like eating dinner in a like Parisian house and they're like, ha 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 ha. And then they're like, but I do agree with him a little bit where, have you thought about adding this to your wallet? I do agree with him where I think it was, it did sound very much whiny. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of, and, and I think it could have been the whole, like, he doesn't think of himself too highly Mm-hmm. kind of thing but whatever alvin it's fine i only gave it one more star <laughs> okay so but i probably wouldn't along. have said it that eloquently i mean was it eloquently if right? no one can read it come on alvin uh, didn't you alvin. notice me trying to use a big word eloquently you did it perfectly perfectly all right we're gonna move on to guess with Jess. 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 I don't know. We'll figure that out later. Okay. So I forced Jessica to do this guess with Jess because when I saw this news, I was very excited. I was like, okay, this is my kind of news. So this critically acclaimed singer, songwriter, producer, and six-time no, Grammy winner okay. opened up about her life shaped by music in a new, candid, heartfelt, and intimate story that just hit, like two days ago, hit number one on New York Times bestseller list. So it's not Taylor Swift. From the opposite side of the country, she's from Seattle. She plays folksy music. She's one of my favorite artists, singer, songwriter, ladies. I think she's an all around gem. She will usually be wearing like boho hats and that narrows it down <laughs> not. Her main influence is Dolly Parton and Elton John. She's I have been on no NPR's clue. Tiny Desk concert quite a few times. Um known by her first and last name just tell me because i'm not gonna guess this one it's brandy carlisle no clue you don't know oh no i thought you would know brandy carlisle um, i have no idea sorry i That's thought okay you would know. i'm like i have no idea who this person is okay brandy carlisle she's uh She's a singer-songwriter. Uh, she sings, like, Wherever is Your Heart I Call Home. That's, like, her 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 big one. But she's got a voice, and I would recommend for your homework. I'll send you a couple of my favorite of her songs. Um, I just saw her on, on her Instagram, because I do follow her on Instagram. Uh, I just saw on her Instagram she was, like, FaceTiming with Alicia Keys. No big deal. Ooh, and, fun. uh... And was like, oh my god, I just hit number one. Uh, so so that's pretty cool. But she, yeah, she's a great, great, great singer. And she yes, writes all have of her to music. Send me she's some... awesome. But she grew you'll up in like songs. trailer parks. So like trail the trailer in me sees the trailer in her. I love her. Um I'll send you a couple songs, but she's really good. And she okay. has a book and I did just buy it. So what's up, Brandy? Nice. Can't wait to read it. Wee, 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 wee. All right. All right. 
Well, that was a failure on next of week's episode. <laughs> yes. yes. On next yeah, week's episode, which we are very, very excited about, we were, are going to be talking to Jess from at Red Ooh, Reviews Jess? with by Jess. Um, and the book we're going to talk about is uh, Finlay Donovan is Killing It, which is a nice, good read. Um, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to have our first guest on the show. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope you enjoyed our very um, educated discussion on the book of Less. You know, we're middle America. I'd say I'd say we're. We're the main book readers. Like, peop- just regular Joe Schmoes are the regular book readers. People do have to understand, like, you can't have a super over-intelligent novel. People are going to... And that's why I appreciated this, because it is an intelligent novel. But it's got those, like, subtle, funny bits that just kept pulling me through the book. So I didn't feel like I was doing a chore reading it. And I am excited to, you know, maybe in a year or something maybe when I finally get to go on a real vacation I'll bring this with me and I'll sit down on the beach and I'll read it and p- hopefully pick up new things you know I don't know yeah who knows but please come back next but, week yes next week is gonna be an awesome episode have our first guest it's gonna mm-hmm. be exciting so don't forget to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts you can find us on all of the social medias at out of five stars that's out of with two T's. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.